Hello and welcome to a new episode of Paradigm Shift, the podcast in which I challenge your thoughts and beliefs over topics such as philosophy, spirituality, ancient history, religion, and everything in between. And today's topic, we will be discussing the Great Awakening, which I believe is happening in the world right now. So let's go ahead and do the intro. So you ask me, what is the Great Awakening, right? Like, what is that word? It could mean so many things. But to me, the Great Awakening is the process that man, mankind, is going through right now. And it is helping us reach a higher state of consciousness. Now, these are very vague terms, I think, like when we say higher state of consciousness. What does that even mean? Okay, so this is not something that, this is the, that hasn't happened before. This is something that has happened many times before through our history. There were many times where man as collective consciousness has disregarded old ideas and has moved to accepting new ones. And it has helped us evolve and get better at understanding the world that we live in and the world that is beyond. Understand what is within us and what is outside of us. And... I will be talking in this episode about several times in history where we can see this happening before, whether it was on a religious and spiritual level or whether it was on a social level. And I will be discussing how today we are going through it and what is my role as a human, what can I do to ease this transition into the next phase and what is obviously your role because you are right now listening to me so most likely you care and you are interested in this topic okay so like i said when it comes to higher consciousness and the great awakening that mankind is going through at the moment this is actually on a side note why i decided to call my podcast paradigm shift because we are going through a shift and i've been noticing this for the past couple of years perhaps two or three years and this is something that has pushed me personally to achieve several different things in my life and I believe that everyone around the globe whether they know it or not on some level they are realizing that things are not the way they were before something is happening there is something within us deep within us that is calling to us to change calling to us to to do something that we have not done before, something that is new, something that is considered the next step. Now, like I said, this is not something new, okay? And let me explain to you how I see it, how I've always seen it ever since I was a teenager, how I've always seen that mankind has evolved and it kind of like it go, we go through the stagnant time where we just accept things and we live with them and it can go on for a hundred years it can go on for 500 maybe a thousand years and then something new comes along then we start realizing that no whatever we have been believing in is not enough anymore we need to take it to a next level see this is how i'm seeing it and one of the main things when it comes to religion for example okay now when it comes to 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 this to religion in specific and history at the same time if you want to balance them, balance them out we can see that 
let let's let me give you an example. Okay, for the let's say the the Egyptians. Okay, the times of the pharaohs and all the gods that they had. When we're talking about Amun Ra, when we talk about Seti, we talk about uh, uh, you know Horus and all those different gods. Now, what what were they the gods of? Okay, they were the gods of things in nature that people at the time didn't know how to explain. And so, for example, you had the god of death, the god of light, the god of the sun, the god of the, of the Nile, the god of the crops, the god of the rain, thunder, everything that was in nature that they just, that they, people at the time noticed that this is either helping us you know, live, survive by putting food, agriculture and crops and all that and how the sun affects it and everything so people would just look at, look up and say okay so you see how this, the moon is lighting up our nights nights there's a god there see how the sun is giving us heat so we can grow crops there's a god there so like the water the same is everywhere and then once mankind evolved for a couple of thousand of years and the other one different civilizations came like for example the romans or the greeks before them let, let me talk about the greeks for example so the greeks what did they start believing in when it comes to gods they didn't believe that god is in just the sun or is in the water or in that they start believing in 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 more spiritual stuff in more mental stuff so for example you had the god of beauty the goddess of beauty the god of love the god of uh, philosophy so everything that they already mastered in terms of the physical world, so they have mastered building, they have mastered crops, they have mastered agriculture, art, and everything, they, they understood that, okay, so gods are not in those aspects of our lives. Gods are in higher aspects of our lives. Gods are, like I said, in, in beauty and in love and in philosophy and in thoughts, stuff like that. And then... After the Greeks and the Romans, which were kind of like a copy of the Greeks, but different names, okay, you had different religions come in and they will explain things more when it comes to, okay, so it's not many gods, it's one god, but this one god is the creator of everything. And we no longer believe that the sun is a god because we have a scientific explanation of why the sun does what it does. So we have put our, on the side that, okay, this is not a not God. However, now this is a natural thing, a scientific thing. We no longer accept the ideas that happened before. We no longer accept that ideas that were built into the foundation of society and civilization for thousands of years. We completely rejected them and we decided to believe in different things. And same thing is happening right now. Right now, while you still have most religions, you have the Abrahamic religions, you have the Hindus, you have the uh, different religions around the world, you still feel that people are exploring more. They take what was given to them before and they build on it and they start understanding higher things. So, for example, once we, there is no wrong when it comes to this. I don't believe that there's something wrong. I don't believe that what they believed in was something wrong and what we, we believe in today is correct. This is all part of a natural growth that mankind needs to go through in order to keep understanding and keep searching for the ultimate truth. What is God? What is the creation? What is the meaning of our life? And so on and so on. 
So when it comes to religion and spirituality, like for like I was saying that today, people are believing in God, but now there's a big group of people around the world that they say, okay, so God is not a being that is separate from us. God is a collective consciousness, and this consciousness is experiencing creation in itself. So everything that's that is giving out, it's coming back to it. And this actually, the funny thing is that it applies to a lot of religion and how they see God, but it's just formulated in a different way. So when you have Abrahamic religions that tell you that God has put a part of himself in us when he created us, this is the same idea as a consciousness that is trying to experience creation by putting itself in every single scenario, in every single aspect that life has to give in order to understand what it is, in order to understand what creation is. And this is the, the, the path that mankind is on, and this is the path that it's always going to be on. Once we master certain aspects of spirituality, we, we accept it, and then we move on to a new understanding. This shift in consciousness is not just on a spiritual level. So when it comes to politics, for example, you can see around the world that people are no longer accepting being governed the way they used to be governed before. Now, obviously, in today's world, and we have you know, everything's going crazy, and you have the pandemic, and all that. So kind of, things have kind of taken a break for a little bit. But when it comes to politics, even in previous uh, civilizations that have gone extinct now, you see that the way they treated whoever is governing them is very different than the way it was for the past century. Again, for example, the Egyptians. So the Egyptians believe that the pharaohs are gods. So gods are not just everywhere, like some things we cannot see. You know, if, even if they see a, you know, a physical body in front of them, they would still believe that this is God in that human form. And that shows what kind of acceptance people at that time were, were, were able to do when it comes to who governs over them. In time, this has changed, and people no longer accept that a god in human form has, is governing over me, so they started believing in kings and queens and emperors and all that. And then that also changed in time, and people started believing in governments and in presidents and in democracy and all that. So every time there's a shift when it comes to a political status, to the way the political system works in general, actually, we can see that people are the ones who are forcing this. They first accept things for a millennia, they accept it for thousands and thousands of years, and then they stop accepting it. They say, no, 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 I have to say something. And then they say, okay, so now I no longer follow a god in human form, I follow an emperor. No, no, I don't know, I no longer follow an emperor, I follow a king. I no longer follow a king, I follow a president or a government because I want to vote, I want to have my opinion. And now, in today's world, People are no longer even accepting that. It's been a hundred years since the, second, the First World War. And things have changed drastically since then. When there was an establishment of governments and laws and everything that didn't exist before at the level that it is now. And even only after a hundred years, people can no longer accept this level of, of, of oppression that, that has been put on mankind. And I think that that comes from the nature of man that 
we are already free. We are, we always strive to be the best form of ourselves. And every time we feel oppressed, we feel there is something wrong and we do something about it. And I want to give you some examples about how much in only the past two years, governments have forced their people to protest and to revolt against them. And this is something that has not been seen in the history of man. Or at least it hasn't been seen since this political system has been established. So I'm going to give you a list of all the countries that have, been, that have an ongoing uh, revolution or protests all over the world. So you have Kazakhstan, Algeria, Hong Kong, Moscow, Russia, Puerto Rico, Egypt, Iraq, Spain, Chile, Lebanon, Bolivia, Italy, Iran, Malta, and India. All these countries have decided at some point in the past year or year and a half that they can no longer accept being governed by an oppressive regime. And even some of these countries are democratic. So we're not just talking about dictatorships or monarchies or stuff like that. We are talking about countries that have that have that are democratic, they have they have their laws, they have their uh, opinions taken into consideration, but even then people have decided that they can no longer accept that there is one party which is which knows what's best for me, which can decide for me. And they are revolting all over the place. And it's not just like over huge things. Like, for example, I know about this deeply because I'm from there. The Lebanese protest that happened in October of last year, people have been under oppression since before the civil war. So there was a civil war in 1975, and it lasted for 15 years. And after that, people have just kind of accepted that they are that whoever is in power is just going to be in power and we call ourselves a democracy but we're not really because the same people are always in power and it's a cycle and even if it's not the same person it's the same ideology and the rich is getting richer the poor is getting poorer and everyone just feels like they are you know this is the way things are and we just have to accept them but then suddenly they can no longer accept anything and what sparked the revolution in lebanon for example was a tax increase on whatsapp calls Imagine how silly that is, as opposed to everything that has been happening for the past 40 years in a country where the ruling class has just like literally obliterated everything when it comes to infrastructure and there's no money and there's no healthcare system. There is no, uh, uh, you know, uh, support for elderly. There's nothing. There's nothing in a country. There's no public transport. It's very poorly done. Everything is bad. And everyone was just okay with it, okay with it for years and a decade and two and three and four. And then suddenly one thing happened where they decided, okay, let's increase the tax on WhatsApp, which is considered nothing compared to what was happening before. And people just went crazy. And they just wouldn't stop. We would see half a million, one million people in the street just day after day after day just protesting the ruling class. And this is a big testament to how, just like every other place in the world, just like Hong Kong, for example, and everyone knows about the Hong Kong protests, how people are no longer accepting this kind of behavior. So this is, what we can see is there's a shift when it comes to spirituality, where there's a shift when it comes to politics. And the more you look around, the more you search for things, the more you can see how much that change is big and how much it's affecting everyone in a very positive way. So 
like for example imagine 50 years ago when our parents or even our grandparents would sit around you would barely hear anyone talking about the you know spirituality or let's say for example quantum okay maybe they didn't know about it back then but okay so spirituality or even even different ideas such as the consciousness the higher self how to get better at things how to accept certain ideologies and stuff everyone was was just living in in this bubble in this in this thought that whatever i'm being told by someone else is okay is the truth and there is nothing else and today everywhere you look whether it's online whether it's you know like, uh, like, I said, like in social media whether if you sit around with your you know friends and everything you always see someone talking about this topic which is spirituality how can we understand the world better how can we make it you know uh, a better place for ourselves, for our children. What is the meaning of life? What is... Uh, and even when you want to compare to all times, yes, these ideas were floating around, but they were floating around with crazy people. You know what I mean? Quote, unquote. Like every philosopher who would come up at this time, he would just be like considered a crazy person who has no... He doesn't understand like what's the real world. He's just living in some fantasy world. Whereas now, this has taken over and it becomes the norm to discuss these topics. So, for example, even when you go online, okay, and I have gathered here some, some numbers to show you how much people have changed. You have, like, let's say you go on Instagram and you research different groups. So, you have, like, groups called 5D Truth, 5D Conscious Energy, the Law of Light, Law of Void, the Awakening, the Consciousness. All these groups have followers ranging from 100,000 to 500,000 and when you look at the comment section of each post, you can realize how much people are, are accepting these new ideas, how much they are willing to just understand that it's not just about the physical world. It's not just about what religion has told me. It's not just about you know, intolerance or, or, or me living in my own bubble. And it's just, just about a higher self. It's just about accepting that we are part of a collective consciousness. We are part of a, a better understanding of things around us, basically. And even when you look at, for example, you know, if you go on YouTube and you see all the channels that, that discuss stuff like that, you know, I'm going to drop some names here. You have, for example, like people like Aaron Doughty, you have T.S. Swan, you have Eckhart Tolle. These people have followers within the 900,000 followers and they will soon reach to a million. This is something unheard of before. This is something that before, let's say 10 years ago when YouTube first started, not started 10 years ago, but when it was dominated by different topics than these, if anyone comes in the comment section, for example, and they would say, you know, I believe in my higher self. I believe that we live in a three-dimensional world, but there is something above me, there is something higher than me, there's a collective consciousness and all that, he would be ridiculed in the comments. He would be just made fun of as someone who is a hippie, someone who is completely devoid of, of reality. Uh, they would ask him, like, what drugs you on? And, and, and stuff like that. Whereas you can see this acceptance in the whole world today that these things are real, that these things are important. They are not just ideas that are floating around in the ether where like just 
you know, someone crazy would come up with it and no one would hear him and, you know, he would have to prove himself to others and he would have... This is just like what I was talking about in the previous episode about the, the near-death experiences and how people who share their beliefs no longer care whether the other person believes them or not. They just, they just feel something so true within themselves that they just accept it. They just accept it and they just want others to know what they are. They want to share it with others. But they also say, this is what I believe in. You go ahead and take it and do with it what you want. And even when it comes to other, you know, uh, aspects of online presence, you have obviously uh, Gaia.com, which is a streaming service that I just talked about in my previous episode as well. And Gaia, as of 2019, has more than a million subscribers, has shows that deal with Everything you can imagine that has been, you know, ridiculed before, such as like alternative healing, you have uh, uh, pseudo archaeology, alchemy, mysticism, uh, uh, like I said, alternative medicine, meditation, things that that while people have seeked before, it has never been validated in the way it has been validated now. It has never been taken seriously by 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 big personalities by corporations by someone who is actually willing to invest money in order to reach a higher audience and this is what actually has has pushed me personally to to take a step and start the podcast like i was saying at the start of of this episode that i felt at some point that uh, it's not just enough learning these things or reading about them or talking to people about them it's you have to do your part in reaching as much people as you can because even if you talk to 100 people who are sitting in front of you and you reach one person you reach him specifically and you make a life-changing discussion with him then you have done your part and this is what i want to do this is what i feel that this is where I come in and where I'm going to keep pursuing this aspect because it's it's very important to not take in everything because this it's very important to let go of the ego of yourself and to share with others what your experiences are, what your thoughts are. Even some of these thoughts could be challenging, could be triggering, could be, could be put in a place where people will reject them because it challenges what they believe. But that's okay. That's okay. This is part of going up. And going back to, I want to specify a note that a lot of my listeners perhaps would be triggered by now by it. That what I say could be against what religion teaches, especially, especially Christianity, because this is where I come from. So I know a lot about it. But even in different religions, even especially in the Abrahamic religions. And there is a sentence that in prayer, in Christian prayer, that is said over and over. And it says, Thy kingdom come. Thy kingdom come is a sentence that has been said for centuries, but I don't think it's being understood the way it should be understood. When people take things literally, they think that Thy kingdom come means I'm talking to God and I'm asking God to bring his kingdom to earth. And that is what the Christians believe as the rapture. That is what the Muslims believe as the, uh, 
the, the, the resurrection. And I don't believe that we are that we should be praying so that this life finishes and then the kingdom of God comes on earth. What I believe this sentence means is that we just want to get better at understanding what the God consciousness is and bring it back to earth and to our daily life. Bring it back to this three-dimensional world, this physical world, where bodies need energy to survive, where we need mental state to survive, where we are governed by certain rules and laws. And the entire purpose of the Great Awakening that takes steps over and over during mankind's evolution is to bring that higher understanding of God, that higher understanding of the nature of God, and bring it down to this reality. And understanding how we can live within these laws, how we can live within these restrictions that keep us from seeing higher dimensions, keep us from seeing what's, what other words are, what the multiverse is, and everything that we have no control of, but bring a part of God into our daily life, understanding what it means that a higher consciousness it's, is experiencing its own existence, understanding how we can function with that knowledge, but without ending life here. I personally do not believe that what religion seeks as calling it the end of the world, as calling it the rapture, as calling it the great resurrection, I don't believe that something like that will exist ever. I believe that our purpose is to understand what the higher consciousness is and bringing it to this level of consciousness so that we all can keep evolving and keep understanding, keep learning, keep sharing and making this reality a better place for us and for everyone else. And I believe that this is the only reason why we exist. I believe our reason for existing is to understand that is to keep evolving and we will keep understanding new things over and over for the next thousands and thousands of years. We are nowhere near understanding it, but we are on the right path. I believe humanity is on the right path and every one of us should try and help with this awakening. And yeah, that's how I'm going to end it. Uh, I hope that you have gathered some ideas from me. I do know that I have challenged certain ideas in you and you might be triggered, but that's okay. It's always good to keep an open mind over anything that you hear and that take in what resonates with you the most. 
even if you want to apply it to things you have already believed in or you want to apply it to new things but as long as you keep an open mind and you understand that we are all in this together we are all understanding the purpose of our existence together and every idea that we have right now will help us move forward will help future generations take what we have gave, given them and move on we are on, on, on this road that was paved by the early, early, early humans who barely understood how the world functioned. They started paving the world. Now we are on it. We're going to keep paving it. And then we keep moving forward and keep moving forward. So thank you so much for listening to this new episode of Paradigm Shift. Please leave a comment if you are on my YouTube channel. I would love to hear from you. I would love to discuss with you ideas. I will try to always talk with everyone who shares with me ideas and discuss them. And don't forget to subscribe, share, and like, whether you are on my YouTube channel or all on the different podcasts that this will be on. Thank you so much, and I'll see you next time.